Newlywed Game and Jeopardy are switching times, starting Monday on Channel 7. Welcome to another episode of Conversation with Lamp. I'm your host, James Lampman. And my guests today are the host of the podcast, Frocast, King Germ and Queen Germ. Thank you for joining me. Hey, man. Thank you for having us, Lamp. Appreciate it. First of all, um, I, I'm not going to say I listen to every episode because your show is a little different, but I do catch what I feel like I could relate to. And I, one thing I do love about your show that it's really structured, like I could tell you to take time to actually plan out the show. So I do commend you for that. Hey, thank you, man. I mean, you know, structure makes a, a better show than you just sitting there just freestyling, just talking, you know, because you can yeah. talk for hours. But if you got a little structure, you can kind of limit your topics, the time, you know, keep it, you know, because nobody wants to listen to a two hour show every week, you know. So, <laughs> but hey. well, I mean, people do make two hour podcasts. So, yeah, but you know, two hour movies lose your attention sometimes. You know, you get up and go to the bathroom on a two hour movie. So, you know. <laughs> We, we try to keep it, you know, condensed, but still entertaining at the same time. Yeah. But sometimes we get off track with an outline. Yes. And it's like, okay, we got to reel it back in. Like, okay, we done did this too long. So, yep. you know, just having the outline really helps to stay focused on what we're trying to get across that particular session. So who, who are you, do you both sit down to plan the show or does one person do it? How do you all do it? Well, since we have an outline, we have, you know, a structure and we just basically just filling in the spots every week. Um, most of the time, you know, I scour the web, look for topics or, you know, she'll come up with a topic and say, hey, you want to talk about this this week? So it's, it, it, it's a collaborative effort. You know, I'm not going to sit here and, you know, toot my own horn, but, you know, it's a collaborative effort. Because you do, you do how do you, um, how do you avoid your work from being dated? Um one reason like let's say we're going to talk about a topic that's uh everybody talking about but i would take that topic and relate it to my life instead of sitting there just talking about them 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 like for instance if this guy what antonio brown when he walked off the job we talked about how times we walked off the job or how we quit a job you know we did we, we mentioned it but then we brought it back to us and stuff that was relatable to y'all everybody listening mm, okay so basically what you do is you you all change it put yourselves in the position yes of the current event so that way it's not just focused on that moment in time but it does have a um a relatability to anybody who could have been in a situation similar okay i'm gonna i'm gonna ask you this king germ because i listened to um I listened to you both on um life unplugged and shout out to um jeremy that was a great hey, episode shout out um it started out with you and other hosts, correct? Yes, yes. Uh, it started out with me, my buddy uh, Saul Wright, uh, my buddy Be Easy. Uh, we basically we we started it. We were just sitting around recording us talking, just laughing and you know clowning around. We might have had a, a topic that we talked about, and that's how it started. Then you know it morphed into more people. I think GQ Blue added. Then people started dropping off. And uh, it was me and Saul Wright for a while. Then Saul Wright, you know, around episode 300, you know, he decided like, hey, you know, we, we didn't did as much as we can do. And then um, from episode 300 on, it's been me and my wife. You know, she came on and it was, uh, it was a change because it went from just 
all men and just men, men, men. We can sit there and talk about sports and all that stuff to the dynamic change to me and my wife. So I had to go from being the wild man to like the point guard and hosting the show because I wasn't the host. So I had to learn how to host the show. And then with me and her, we always had good chemistry anyway. So we, it was easy. It was just, I had to get her to understand like, you know, you can't just talk. You gotta, you know, really gotta open up sometime, you know, cause at first she wasn't taking it seriously. And then, you know, and I, I could tell her like, listen, man, like you're on a well-oiled machine right now. Like we get traction you got to take this seriously. Like, I need you to show up and take, you know, because at first she was just doing it just to appease me. Mm-hmm. And I was just here. I yeah. mean, like, I can even listen to old shows and be like, oh, God, that was horrible. And he just really kept at me to, to continue to have some input and to do this thing. And I really am thankful that he did because uh, at first I really did. I just used to have short answers um short answers and I would just be like kind of quick with it I wouldn't even really pay attention he would give me the outline I wouldn't go look up the stuff we were supposed to be talking about it'll be like the first <laughs> time I hear it would be when he said it in the um on the podcast I wouldn't have no clue of who these people were and what it was supposed to be about so I was like then I started taking it more seriously I look up the stuff he would send me yeah. I actually have some input about things that we would do on the show so um it's definitely been a very good experience for me let me go back to you, um, King Jern, because you said something that was really interesting. You said one of your co-hosts felt like that you guys had pretty much done everything. It was you, you pretty much had maxed out, correct? Yeah, yeah. He felt like, you know, it was we it ran his course, like, you know, and I mean, I, I can't fault anybody. I still wanted to do it. And so, you know, he he moved on. He's doing, you know, he's he doing like a shoe show, a shoot, talk about, you know, tennis shoes, talking kicks. Shout out to them. And, uh, you know, that's what he does now. And, you know, I I mean, yeah, it was a little resentment. I'm not going to lie. I was upset because it felt like we did show 300. And then I sent him the episode. I sent him the outline for 301. He's like, nah, man, 300 was my last show, man. I'm out. That's it. And so I was just like, OK, cool. And so I, I hit Queen Germ up. I said, hey, let's go. We got to do this show. You know what I'm saying? And so, you know, when, when we started, you know, doing it, you know, I, I kind of like fell back because I was just like, I felt like you owed not just to me, but you owed it to the fans to tell them like why it was over. Because it's like if you listen to the show every week, you you know, you used to seeing, you know, your your guys. And then next week you hear this dude and his wife, you're like, yo, what's what's going on? You may be thinking, like, OK, maybe she's just filling in for one show, then another show, then another show. And we never had an explanation why it ended. And, you know, so that kind of you know, change our relationship a little bit. Cause I was kind of like, you know, hurt. Cause I'm like, dang, you went and did the same thing with some other guys. Like, was it me? You know what I'm saying? So, you know, me and him, we kind of had like a little, you know, a little strife for a while, but we didn't piece it up. Cause you know, we've been friends too long to let something like that go on. So it was, you know, a lot goes on behind the scenes of a show that people don't know. And that was one of those things. So because of that situation, did it make you nervous about recording with other people? Uh, Not really because I, I, I don't mind recording with other people, but I don't I don't I have an issue with people coming on my show because it's so structured that if you don't know what we're doing, you really don't fit in. So we could talk to you for a few minutes, but when we get to the main show, you got to go. And so <laughs> and, you know, that's just how it that's just how it is. Because if you don't know how, if you can't roll with the punches and get in with what we're doing, you can't be on the show. We could talk to you for 20 minutes and then we'd be like, hey, you know. 
and that, then you can stick around or not, you know what I'm saying? But that's why I don't have a lot of guests on the show. And I don't mind doing other people's shows, but I don't, I limit to what I can do because I have to look at it from a, of you know, I hate to sound bougie or uppity, but from a value aspect, like, does this hurt me by being on this show? Or, you know what I'm saying? Or is this helping them? I don't mind throwing a look, a dog bone to people, but I'm not just going to do everybody's show. You know, there's some people that hit me up like, hey, man, let's, can we get Frocast on the show? And I'm gonna be like, mm, not really. You know, like, <laughs> I can't, like, you don't even, like, I listen to your show. The quality is trash. You don't, you don't take the time for your show. So, nah, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not interested in doing a lot of people's shows. So, I, I'm, I haven't been on a lot of shows, maybe less than 10, I do believe. So, it's just, that's just how it is. I'm gonna come to you now, Queen Jerm, because during that interview with Jeremy, you said something that really caught my ear. You said that the podcast actually saved your, saved your marriage. So you have to talk more about that. Um. So, I mean, basically it did. Uh, it's okay. So the way we live, we currently have two teenage children, a boy and a girl. And of course, I'm hands on, always have been uh, all up in there live so we run around do a lot of stuff jeremy does what he does but it's like yeah um <laughs> it's it's my thing i'm all in and a lot of times we kind of have moments in time where we just passing each other so it's like yeah we don't have no beef or nothing like that but to have uh a designated time that we spend getting to know each other or continuing to know each other um it was kind of lacking in spots um he coaches football and so a lot of times when the kids have their activities during the season he has his thing it's just like I said we just passing each other so when it came to the podcast it was like okay we got to sit down we got to do something and when we were you know me developing because he was already into this thing I was just like you know at first, I didn't really want to do it because I was like, I'm busy. This is some foolishness to him and his friends guy. He didn't even want me. He just got me in here because he don't have nobody else. So I was like, <laughs> I, I don't really want to do this. But then when I started taking it seriously, we, I, me personally, I started learning things about him, things that, you know, stories that I haven't heard when we used to just sit around and shoot the breeze. So it was like, it was a, just another opportunity for us to start talking about things again, dating each other again, having fun together, laughing, um, you know, and it was a disconnect for, you know, not really like a big thing, but if I, I was out there on a limb, this definitely brought me back into the fold because it was just like, it, it, it almost was like, this is why I like this nigga. Like, <laughs> a lot of things I started to remember because we had that time again, whereas we didn't make time a lot of times, you know, before the podcast. Mm, that's, that's really interesting. Did you did before you before you started recording with him? Did you actually listen to the podcast? I listened to it a little bit every now and then. Um, and so the thing how it started for me um, was with the website. So I didn't really appreciate the stuff that was going on, on the website. So uh, in the beginning, I tried, I put out flyers on people's cars. I did all of the stuff they asked me to do. But then it was like, I ain't really, uh, a part of me didn't really want it to be a lot, a, a big deal because of the content that was on the website. And so when he started doing the podcast, I would listen to it every now and then. I, I tried to support it. Um, but then actually being on it, I do listen to it more um, because I'm on it. But um, 
it was definitely something that as I got to know more about it, I respected the work that they put into the whole thing. And that's when I kind of, um, I mean, got on board and really was feeling it as far as it moving forward in, you know, my contribution to the success of the show and all of that stuff. It's, I mean, before you, before you actually joined, it was uh, all men. So while you were listening, did you ever find yourself being uncomfortable? Because let's be honest, uh, <laughs> when men talking amongst men, we talk different. Well, that that's another thing too. I, I realized that my husband wasn't as good as he portrayed himself to be. <laughs> so it's like, <clears throat> you kind of got to take that. And he liked to say, oh, that's just show talk. Show um, talk. So that's like the excuse. But, you know, as you deal with stuff like that, you kind of grow and you learn. And I'm definitely obviously more mature than I was 15 years ago when they first started the website and all of that stuff. Um, but it definitely was something that I had to kind of, you know, deal with my feelings and just realize like, okay, this is how they're expressing themselves. And, you know, it's all good. But at the same time, I have two brothers uh, and though obviously I don't live with them anymore, but growing up having two brothers, I was exposed to a lot of things that boys do or guys do. So it wasn't like so foreign to me, but just to see him in that light, it was something that I did have to kind of digest. Now for you, Jerm, um, she was recording with you part-time in segments, but then once the other gentleman left, it became full-time. Did you have any reservations about asking her to do it full-time? Because that was going to change the whole dynamics of the show. And you may not, I don't want to put words in your mouth because maybe you didn't feel uncomfortable being as free as you was talking with your buddies. Oh, it definitely changed uh, a lot because, you know, like you said, when you're talking, when you're shooting shit, shit with your fellas, you know, you say all kinds of wild stuff. Now I have my wife on the show, so I can't, express myself the same way because you know i'm with my wife and you know she knows things about me you know what i'm saying that she's not supposed to know and then it also i was worried about the dynamic change for the listeners because i didn't want the listeners you know because like i said I, we had a male dominated audience and then now there's here hearing this dude with his wife they were just like Ugh. and i'm pretty sure i was just like man so the first couple of shows you know I'm, I'm hitting the listeners up like hey man tell me what you think about the show man you know and the, and the first question they asked me well, what happened to what happened to saw right man what, what, what's going on i'm like look man i don't know just listen to the show tell me has it changed and so we went from more of a a locker room fellas kicking it around to we turned it to a relationship podcast and um you know it's a relationship comedy or i say love and laughs you know what i'm saying <laughs> and, you know that's how I, the category i would put it in but uh yeah it definitely changed things and i i was because i was worried about how the guy's gonna feel listening to me and my wife talk or i didn't you know because that's I, maybe that was their escape and i didn't want them to feel like nah now nah, we got a woman on the show because you know you listen to some married podcasts and the husband and the wife always agreeing on stuff like the neelys on the food network or something and that just that bothers me because you know we are different like i always tell my wife we're like homer and marge but marge, all the people but marge got a phd <laughs> and you know i'm homer she's marge with a phd you know what i'm saying and so and it's like we're total opposites but for some reason it works for us. Like we are total opposite here. She goes to church. I don't, you know what I'm saying? Uh, it's like, she's from a, a family family. I'm from a broken family. Like our whole thing is so it's weird how we connect. See how total different we are. It's, it's crazy. 
I, I was going to come back to you, Queen Germ, but Germ said something really interesting. And I think I want to stay on it for a second because I'm sure my listeners would appreciate that. Germ, because you two came from different backgrounds, um, her her family was a little more stable, I'm assuming? A hundred percent. Like, for the first, like, when I got married to her and just to see the way their family moved, like, it was like, wow. It's like, they don't have no dysfunction in this family. Like, this is this is <laughs> how family works. Like, man, you know, you got mom, dad, brother, sisters. Like, she lived in that, the same house her whole life. Like, that's amazing. Like, you know what I'm saying? And it's like, you you know, and it's just like, I never experienced that. So it was strange to see that. Not strange, but it was eye-opening okay. to see, like, wow. So this is how a functional family works. You know what I'm saying? Everybody support everybody. Like, her family would come to my son football. You would drive four hours to see a seven-year-old play football for an hour. I was like, wow, that's some support right there. So it was different. It was different seeing that. Mm. Now for you, Queen Germ, um, I'm sure you two talked about the family dynamics before you got married. Um, Because you came from such stability, did it make you nervous um, marrying him? Um, Yeah, kind of. I didn't know if this was something that he really wanted to do because I was just like, uh, we got married uh, three months after having our son. Uh, so it was kind of like, I felt we are young. We don't know what we're doing. He just don't want another nigga to raise his kids. So he might just be marrying me out of fear of that. And it may not work. Um, so I was definitely nervous. Um, me and his family, we don't have any beef or nothing like that. It's just that I follow his lead. So the way he moved with them is how I kind of move with them. Um, so I don't have any problems with anybody, but I do appreciate the fact that um, we we are able to be honest with each other, a lot more honest with each other now than we've been in the earlier years. Because, you know, when you first start being with somebody, you still feeling people out. You still feeling the family out. You still trying to figure out who you are, really. Um, so now we 18 years on paper and, you know, 20, a little over 20 years in real life. So it's like you learn a lot about a person. And I feel like a lot of his ways, we all have our ways about ourselves. You know, I'm finally figuring it out. So it's just good that we were able to deal with each other this long. Because one thing about him, he don't really, you know, because of the way he was, it does. It takes a lot to get him upset and it takes a lot to get him excited. So that was a problem for me. Because for me, I'm just like, if somebody does something for you, like you got to act like, you know, you appreciate it, you like it, whatever, whatever. And he's just like, okay, it's all right. <laughs> I said it, I said it was straight. And so I'm looking like, damn, this, this is a rough crowd. So it's like, I'm trying, trying, trying. And I felt like sometimes I wasn't doing enough. But then, you know, as you get older, you mature, you can kind of hear the words that somebody's saying and kind of pair that up to what they're doing. And it's not just the frills of, doing things the way you see other people do things you know that your situation is your situation Mm -hmm. so it's like you can't measure what you have going on compared to somebody else you got to look at what y'all have going on together germ be you because you've had so many years to look back you've been married 18 years Mm -hmm. do you really feel like you were honestly ready for marriage at that point well i mean i had always said 
I mean, because uh, my situation with me, my, my dad lived in my same city and I saw him, I could count on my hands the times I saw my pops. Well, I only count on pops that my sperm donor. And so I always said, I'm not going to be that guy. I was like, I'm going, you know, whoever the lady to have my kids, I'm going to marry her. And, you know, that's just, I'm going to stick it out with her. And so when the situation came where me and her, you know, we was, she was pregnant, I got her pregnant. And I was just like, you know, she was a good woman. You know what I'm saying? She had her head on straight. And I was like, this is the one I, you know, and then it was a lot of fear. Like I can't let this woman get away because, you know, I don't want, you know, to have any regrets. And like I said, she was a good person. I loved her. Like, you know, me and her was friends before we jumped in a relationship. So we had a genuine love for each other, like uh, an unconditional love. Like that was my dog. Like me and her was like really friends. So regardless of the fact that we were, the relationship worked or not, I still feel like we would have been cool to this day. You know what I'm saying? Because that's the way we was rocking with each other. And so when, you know, I got her pregnant, I was like, I'm going to do the right thing. And so, you know, she, we was living in North Carolina at the time because she was in school. And so, uh, you know, she, when I had to you know, get up and move my whole operation, I was like, this is what we're going to do. And, you know what I'm saying? I left home, you know, as you, as you say, you know, I left home and I've been going ever since. I ain't went back to the nest yet, you know, so. Because I'm, I got, I, I, I hate the I, I, um, Queen Germ. I don't want you to think that I'm trying to be. Uh, I, I don't want to be too heavy with Germ, but some of the things he is saying is so important, and I think we have to, as a community, we have to address it. So I, I'm gonna just stay with him for a minute. Um, you, 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 you pick. You said you picked up and you moved to be with your future wife. Um. What made you dis- well? But you know, let me start over. How were you comfortable doing that? Because that's a big move. Were you? Were you? At, or were you scared doing it? Of course, because I was just like, "What if I get down here and it don't work?" You know what I'm saying? But I was just like, "I, I got to do this." You know what I'm saying? I feel like this is the right move for me. I was like, "I mean, you know, it's time." You know what I mean? I'm what about what are we about? 22. 22, 23 years old. You know what I'm saying? And um, and I was just like, "No, it's older than that." No, we won't. Oh, one? Yeah, 23. Yeah, I was yeah. 23 when I left. When you, yeah, when we moved. Yeah, yeah, I was 23, so I was just like, and no, I felt... We didn't, we didn't move then, babe. Oh, one. No, we moved to 03. 20, we, yeah, we were 25. I was 25, so yeah. I was even older, yeah. yeah I was saying, like, no, we would we moved the year that Juan was born. Okay, so, so yeah, yeah, I was 25. So, yeah, and then <laughs> I felt like I, I did all, you know, I did it all. You know, I had... You know, I, I felt like I lived life and it was time for me to get married. So, I, I mean, yes, I was scared because I was leaving with my comfort zone. I was leaving grandma. I was leaving granddaddy. I was leaving all my friends. And, you know, it just so, yeah, it was it was a little scary, a scariness of it. But I was just like, you know, this new chapter in life. You know what I'm saying? You got to grow up someday. You put your big boy pants on. Let's do it. And, you know, I did it. Mm-hmm. And Queen Germ, you were you were saying um, you didn't want to. You you wasn't sure that he wanted to get married. You thought it was just because of the baby, and that that kind of made you a little hesitant. At what point did you get comfortable in your in your marriage that you said, okay, you know what, he's here for the right reasons. He, he's here to make a family. I just found out yesterday. <laughs> wow, yesterday. <laughs> nah, for real though. Uh, I think that, you know, over time, I kind of figured it out. Being young at 25, people may think that's not young, but I just feel like 
it's just a lot of things that I had done for other people. So like he said, the structure in my household was different from his, but with that, I felt like uh, I knew I wanted to go to school because that was something that was my dream, but it was just so much of me doing, you know what I'm saying, going to school, going to graduate school. So it was like, <clears throat> I didn't really have time to really be fun, too, too fun and free. And then I'm like, oh God, now I got to have somebody baby and get married and all this other stuff. So like my life is over for real now. So I probably was hesitant about that whole part of getting married and what have you. So uh, just to have that added layer of, okay, we're still kind of young. We not really settled in what we're going to be doing with our lives. And then, you know, looking at what I'm working with this guy just, you know what I'm saying? We, we were, like you said, we were friends first. And it was just the issue of, not really say issue, but it was just the thought of getting married and committing to somebody that, you know, things are fun when you just friends or when you just playing around, but shit get real when you having kids and now we got to figure out real life stuff. So it's like, am I really finna embark upon this with this same guy that, you know, we just kick it and laugh and the stuff don't get too deep all the time. So I didn't really know what I wanted to do. Um, as far as that was concerned. But again, being from that family dynamic, I was like, well, I kind of got to marry this man. I'm having this baby. Like, that's what I was taught, you know? So you 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 don't really go against it. So again, I had to just say, we're going to see if it works. Um, and thank God it has. I'm going to stay with you. Um, did you, before you had, the, before you had your um, child, did you finish college or you didn't get a chance to finish? Well, I've, um, when I met him, I had already graduated from undergrad. Um, but when we were starting our relationship, I was uh, starting my master's program at North Carolina A&T. So we got married the day before we moved to Athens, Georgia, where I did my PhD. So uh, we've been kicking it since right before I got started the master's program. Wow. So you've actually, wow. So that's, that's great. You actually did finish. Yeah, I did finish. Uh, I had our son, I graduated with my master's seven months pregnant with our son. And then the second year of my PhD program, uh, we had our daughter. John, I'm going to come to you now. Um, because you, because you mentioned you were kind of moving around with the family thing and the situation with your father. How did, how did you learn to be, a husband and a father yourself? Uh, my grandfather, I mean, I, my, I lived my grandma and my grandfather. I moved in and with them, with, excuse me, I moved in with them when I was uh, going to sixth grade. No, excuse me, going to seventh grade. That's when I moved in with my grandma. But I used to go to grandma house every weekend and uh, every Friday, grandma come pick me up. I'm going to get grandma house till Sunday night, Monday morning. And that was just my routine. So uh, my granddaddy, he was the he was the man to show me, you know, how to be a father, how to be a husband. He showed me patience because my grandma was a hell raiser. And just to see the way <laughs> he dealt with her helped me deal with my wife. Cause my wife is a hurricane herself. Like she really? is. Oh, yes. You you a handful. And so and just seeing the way how he moved. uh you know, the way, like, he was, he was the man, and so he showed me everything, he just taught me, you know, plus I had other guys in the neighborhood, you know, like, my other friends, pops and stuff that, you know, that you look up to for certain reasons, you know, you, you have, you know, football coaches, you know, all kinds of stuff, you know, I had a lot of 
nice male mentors in my life to fill that void that my father didn't uh, provide. You know what I'm saying? If you could say that. I'm going to stay with you, Jerm, because um, your perspective was really interesting, too. Um, you you had the mindset that you were not going to you were not going to um, avoid a wedding tool. You wanted to marry the woman who had your kid. Yes. So yes. let me ask you this. Do you do you think uh, and within the black community, we need more people take having that mindset? A hundred percent. You know what I'm saying? Because it, it takes a village. You know, what I mean? only thing I, I feel like if it's young kids, don't make them get married. But if you over like 22, you got to make it work like that. That that should be the the, the motto. But under like little teenagers, nah, you can't make because they're still growing and learning, you know, how to be themselves. So they can't really be a family at that young. But anybody over the age of 22, 25, somewhere in that range, and you having a kid, yes, you should marry because that's the only way we're gonna fix what's wrong. Because that's the problem that we have now. Because note the absentee fathers. You had a whole bunch of boys being raised by mamas, aunties, and grandmas, and they don't know how to deal with conflict with logic. They're dealing with emotion. And that's why these boys out here doing the things they're doing now because the absentee fathers and that could go back to, it's a whole lot of reasons why that's messed up, but that's a whole nother show now. <laughs> yeah, it really is. I'm a, now I'm going to give you a chance, Queen Germ, to elaborate more on that, but, but, but just a little more twist. Like, where do you think we stand within the black community as far as family is concerned? Um, I feel like really people give up too easy. Um, it ain't, it's, it's not easy. It's not easy at all when you're trying to be with people um, that may come from different walks of life, whatever the case may be. A lot of people want to glamorize everything. And of course, the fairy tale is not real. Uh, nobody's going to have a Prince Charming. Nobody's going to ride off into the sunset and do all of these wonderful things. It's going to come with some ups and downs. You're going to have your victories. You're going to have your losses. And people need to be willing to stick it out because a lot of people feel like, you know, whatever your thing is that a person can't do to you. Oh, I got to go. I got to leave this relationship. It's like people throw, you know what I'm saying, throw in the towel way too early. And so it's like, we have to be taught some level of uh, trying to have stability and especially for kids, because when you can have arguments and, you know, various disputes when you are together, just imagine how much the absence is going to impact those children or the economic standing of that family. When you just have one person, uh, trying to do everything. And then you got somebody that might send you $50 every now and then. So it's just like a lot of things that go on. And definitely, as uh, Germ said, as far as the fact that the kids, kids need a father. So it's like when you have an absent person, it's a void in that person. And I just feel like everybody feels it with something different. So some people, you know, pick up other habits. They might be in bad relationships and that's for guys and girls when they are looking for what was missing in their family structure. Sometimes it doesn't, you know, they don't feel it with the right thing. Some people can do, you know what I'm saying? Choose to be better than the people who they had as role models before or what have you. But a lot of people make similar mistakes or worse. I'm going to <clears throat> stay with you, Queen. The, the, within the 18 years, of you and Jerm being married, what would you say the biggest improvement? Like, how have you seen him grow as a man? Um, I think that he is definitely more um, 
vocal um, because prior, like earlier years, he just was shut down. Like I am loud. Um, I, you know, I think that's for a lot of reasons. I'm a middle child. So I always feel like I have that big personality because I was always trying to be seen. Um, but it's like, he deals with me differently. Uh, he just would normally just kind of like shrug his shoulders, which is the worst thing for me again. Cause I'm a middle child. <laughs> I hate to be ignored. I hate it. I hate it. So if I'm talking to you and you're not engaging me, whether I'm arguing or whatever I'm doing, if you acting like, okay, are you done? Are you, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, you don't really want to, he doesn't like conflict. So learning to respect that. I could deal with that better, but him being able to express himself to me in a situation where we having some kind of disagreement has come a long way because usually it just be like, once he get tired of it or he don't really want to talk about it, he kind of like pushes it to the side. He didn't really want to talk. So now it's like, you know, of course we can have a conversation, which is great from, you know, I think from some of the podcast stuff, like we didn't have a real disconnect prior to that, but it's like really gelling since we've been doing this thing. Cause it's like, we talk about issues that we are on two totally ends of the spectrum about. We don't have, you know, we're not in agreement at all about it. And we will talk about something and we can be, you know, not really say mad, but you know, we could disagree, strongly disagree. And then we can still, when the mics are off, we back to normal, or we could have an argument before the show. And we looking at each other, like we professional, Okay, we professional, so we gonna get on this mic and we gonna do this thing. And when we hang up, we still mad. You know, I ain't fucking with you right now. And that's just how it is. So it's just like, I think our communication has really gotten better over the years. And, you know, I think that's that's one big thing because if you don't communicate well, you're gonna deal with, you know, the same problems over and over again, or you have a whole lot more issues just because you can't get your point across and say what needs to be said at the right time. Jerm, you've been, you've had the fortune and pleasure of being married to this woman 18 years. Um, the, from the, the time we've had this conversation, I could tell she's really intelligent and she also has the credentials to prove it. So for you, Jerm, how important is it to have a good woman by your side? Oh man, I, I can't stress it enough to my fellas. Like when my friends got a good woman and they, they go wrong, I tell them, I tell them all the time, man, you better do what you got to do to make this right. You know, because it's, it's it's nothing like having a good woman on your side because uh, I, I was I've been fortunate. You know, I, I look at some of my friends and some people I know and the situations they're going through. And I just sit there and just look and say, man, <laughs> wow, like I don't I don't deal with those problems or, you know, I mean, everybody has their issues. But, you know, I got a, a, a good woman. I got a good soldier on my side. She'll do anything for me. You know, she she down for whatever, you know what I'm saying? Like, as long as, you know, reasonable night. Now, she's not going to, you know, fund my rap career or, you know, say, <laughs> yeah, baby, you could be a rapper at 40. No, she's not going to do that. But other than that, I, I can't stress enough how easy in life it is when you got a good woman on your side. You know what I'm saying? When you, it, it's, it makes life a whole lot easier, man. I'm be honest with you. I, the words, I, the words can't come to me right now how, you know, how fortunate I am. You know, I can say that fortunate. Maybe lucky. No, blessed. Blessed. Think, blessed. Okay. I think you did it. I think you did a fine job of articulating, brother. I think you did. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna stay with you because this, okay. this is a question that I made me that came to my mind as you were talking. What's the vision you have for your family, Jerm? 
Well, um, I want my kids to, one, me and my wife, like I said, I want us to stay together forever, you know, keep have keep having the fun that we've been having over these past 20 years. Um, you know, we always be able to laugh with each other. That's That was the one thing I enjoy, that we always can laugh, you know what I'm saying? So, and as far as my kids, I want them to, you know, go to college, get a degree, get them a career, doing whatever they want to do makes them happy. And, you know, just be a functioning family. I want to have grandbabies one day. I want to be old grandpa, you know what I'm saying? Listen to shoulder lean, you know what I'm saying? That's what I want, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, that's just, that's my small vision. Maybe own a house one day because she wants to own a house, you know. I'm, I'm coming around to it, and, you know. I, I'm going to keep my mouth closed on that one. Because it's just that... I, in my mind, I think owning a house is a is going to be more expensive. But then it's like, nah, I talk to some homeowners. They're like, bro, I've replaced my toilet maybe twice since I owned this house. So, you know, maybe, you know what I'm saying? So that's just one of the things that my visions, you know. Well, okay. I, I didn't realize it was going to go in that direction. But <laughs> my man, you have to be on board with owning a house. I, I understand. I, I, Lamb, I, I get that. I'm, I'm coming around to it. But, you know what I'm saying? It's just... I'm not Bob Vila. I'm not, uh, you know, Mr. Do It, but I know with uh, YouTube out there, you can get anything done now. So I'm coming around, Lamp. I'm coming Man, around. Man, listen, let me tell you something. <laughs> the, 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 the little bit of confidence you have in fixing things, on the scale of one to 10, me being a repairman is a zero. Oh, I'm probably negative three. Well, listen, we could we could debate all day, but the bottom line <laughs> is I'm in the same boat. But here's here's why home ownership is so important because I could tell you two, you you two are intelligent. I can I know that from talking to you. Home ownership allows you to have something you own, and and you know it, you'll have it for years, and then when it's time, you know, you know, we all gonna leave this earth. You'll have something to leave to your kids your grandkids it's all about ownership and because you don't own anything it doesn't increase your net worth your value so yeah brother you have to be on board with owning the house my man yeah i'm, I'm, I'm coming around lamp i'm coming around no, I, need Again, get, I need you to get there brother <laughs> <laughs> i don't want you to come around i need you to get there for that one yeah yeah, but but I'm sure you 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 two will figure it out because like yeah, I we, said, you both intelligent, and it'll work itself out. Yeah, maybe when these kids get out the house. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, what and what about you, um, Queen? What what do you what what are some things you looking forward to growing um, as you two get older and start growing together? Because you've been already got 18 years in, but you know, as you know, your kids are getting older. And that's and you two gonna become empty nesters, so that's gonna be a change. Yeah, it is, and that's just you know two years away because we got one who will more than likely be enrolled in the college that's not in the same city with us uh, in August, and then the other one is a sophomore in high school, and it's just um, for me looking into the future. Uh, I have the same vision that he has. As long as we're together, we're going to be all right. And uh, as far as the kids, of course, similar vision, them doing their thing, being successful. Uh, but the podcast, again, has let me know that our future is going to be okay. I definitely was afraid of saying, like, the kids have been my world for 18 years. And uh, them growing up is scary for me. It really is scary for me, terrifying. 
uh but i know that me and him gonna be all right like we do a little more things now because we don't have to worry about somebody watching the kids we could leave them home for a couple of hours for us to go to do dinner <laughs> you know what i'm saying so it's like i'm like okay he's still kind of fun i could keep him around so it ain't gotta be everybody gotta you know get their own bag when the kids go off to college we all go in our own separate ways so we might we might be solid so i think that you know we we built a lot and i think growing up in a um in this environment really has forced us like throughout the marriage we didn't really live we didn't we didn't live anywhere with family uh so it was like it was us so when we first got married we had like a a rocking chair and we had an ottoman yeah we had in, in our you know bedroom furniture so like if you were in the front room you had to hold a baby if you want to sit in a chair otherwise <laughs> you sit your ass floor. on the floor and so <laughs> it was just like you know we we've come a long ways from you know one piece of furniture yeah. so i just really you know appreciate the good times and the bad times or good times and the not so good times i won't necessarily necessarily say bad times but it's like we've come a long ways and our relationship is so solid because we've experienced those bumps in the roads and we were better for it. So it, it didn't break us. So I just think that moving forward, being grown people, like having that level of compatibility, although on paper, this should have never worked. Yes. Uh, <laughs> we can do anything at this point. Yeah. Man. So, this that's this a, this my partner right here now. I ain't even gonna lie. Yeah, that's a blessing. That's a huge blessing. And this, you know, it's it's great talking to couples who you know, because ironically, me and my wife been together 18 years, so we kind of like on the same. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. What's your anniversary? March 15th. Okay. okay. When so is y'all, yours? I, January 2nd. Yeah, so you actually y'all been married a year longer than us because y'all will be turning 19 this year. Oh, y'all just y'all just celebrated. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, just celebrated 18, yeah. Wow, happy, well, happy late anniversary. Thank you, man. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> We're going to close with this. Um, I think I'm going to start with, I'm going to start with you, Queen Germ, and then I'm going I'm to start with you, Queen Germ, and I'm going to end with you, King Germ. Okay. Queen Germ, what excites you moving forward about the Nappy Afro Network? Mm, exciting. Oh, uh, just and well, actually, I'm excited about this 500 episode uh, because it's it's a big number. It's a big accomplishment. Uh, I'm just looking forward to continued success, uh, doing the podcast, coming up with new ideas, having fun with my soulmate, my partner in crime, um, just the whole atmosphere of us just getting better at what we do, me, uh, still taking it seriously and kicking it up to the next level uh so i'm just enjoying the ride and hoping to be his sidekick uh, what about the podcast end. that you might start uh a new a spinoff yeah remember you said you in uh yeah me and my home girl from grad school we thinking about doing like a teacher's podcast uh primarily we, we really haven't <clears throat> gotten the whole thing cleaned up but we are working on that. Uh, and, and plus, because my sisters are also um, teachers as well, uh, probably let them kind of guess, uh, have a guest appearance a couple of times on the show as well. But that's something that we are working on, uh, me and my homegirl. Just kind of, you know, right now teaching is 
really uh, changing due to the uh, pandemic. So just kind of thinking about some of the highs and the lows of being a teacher. So that's the new thing. Will it be on it? Will it be on Happy Afro Network or? Yeah. Of course, of course. Okay, cool. And for you, Germ, considering your upbringing, um, the situation with your father, the early marriage, things like that, are you happy with where you are right now? Man, I'm blessed. I'm, I'm in the situations I've been in my life, Lamp, to to make it to this point. I, I sit back and I'm thankful because I got a lot of partners that's not here. I got a lot of partners that's in jail. I got a lot of partners that's in bad situations and just they ain't going nowhere in life. They ain't doing nothing. They just, you know, running in place. And I'm not one of those guys. Like I beat the odds and, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm fortunate. I'm happy. I'm blessed. All that good stuff. So, I mean, I'm, I'm around here dealing with podcasts and websites and just started a brand new uh, podcast network, the Black Pod Squad. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, that's a, we got a podcast network now, you know, that's separate from the Nappy Afro network. You know what I'm saying? So, it's just, it's, it's, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. I got a wife, kids, kids about to graduate. My son was the homecoming king, like, uh, able to travel, uh, meet, you know, get the kids to create memories. I mean, Hey, it's not what I thought it was going to be in my life. So yes, I'm, 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 I'm amazed. Lamp. That's a blessing, man. Yeah. It's, 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 it's really been an honor and a pleasure talking with you too. Um, I, I normally don't get this side of you too, but it's, but, I really enjoy having you on the podcast, and it's been an honor and a pleasure. I mean, thank you, Lamb. Thank I, you for I mean, just I'm, I'm I'm happy I was able to give somebody my serious side, and I have to kick a joke. And you know, what I'm saying you you got me choked up over here on a couple of questions. Uh-huh. Lamb. I'm gonna be real. I had you, to man. look up in his face. Yeah, I was, I was like, <laughs> oh shoot, like, like, like damn, I'm sitting here talking. I'm all in my field, in my bag today, but I had a <laughs> I had a great time, man. I mean, hey, thank you for having us on, man. I mean, I'm speaking for myself. She can speak for herself. Oh yeah, I appreciate it. Anytime that I get to do this thing, because you know, sometimes he try to cut me out. He want to act like he, uh, you know. He's just a one man show. So depends. I mean, I guess it depends on what the invite is, but I'm glad <laughs> I, I'm glad I was included this time. Yeah. I'm glad I'm glad you both were here too, because you two were able to show that you have a great family dynamic. And we need to see more of that, especially within our community. So I'm glad that you two could present that for us. And I thank you again. Hey man, thanks for having us, man. Appreciate it. It was a, it was dope. Oh, before we end this, please tell the people how they can follow you and how they can tune into the podcast. Well, uh, the podcast drops every Friday um, um, on all DSPs, uh, Amazon. We own all of them. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at The Frocast. You can find us on Instagram at Frocast. You can go to Frocast.com to listen to the show. If you just want to go straight to the show, you can go to NappyAfro.com for the show. It's really easy to find the show. Just look up Frocast and that's us. All right. I want to take the time to thank everyone for listening to the podcast. I truly appreciate your support. You can follow me on Instagram at conversations underscore with underscore lamp. My Facebook is also conversations with lamp. You can listen to the podcast on SoundCloud and Apple Podcasts. Again, thank you all for listening. Have a great day.